Yeah, let me know your turkey uh, turkey cooking techniques. Oh, so last year I'm doing the same thing I did last year because it turned out so well. Mm-hmm. So I heard, I'm, you know, the stories you told sounded incredible. I'm brining. I'm brining my turkey. Um, so it's in a big pot. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Continue. My goodness, you all right? I'm good, thank you. Uh, so it's in a. Okay. So, turkey. Um. So yeah, what what you do is you you make a brine out of out of water, salt. Um. I use brown sugar. Um, some garlic, some pepper, a little bit of pepper, but it's like a salty brine. So it's like uh, two gallons of, of water and a cup and a half of, of um, salt. And you do that uh, while not, it- not regular salt, but kosher salt, <coughs> canning you, salt or kosher salt. Do you Thank do that you, while sorry. it's thawing? Um, no, you thaw it before him. Nice. So mine was partially, partially thawed. It sat in the refrigerator for two days and it wasn't thawed all the way yet. Um, it took a long time. Yeah, but but yeah, and you 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 let you let it sit and brine for like forty eight hours, um, and then you don't have to baste your turkey or anything, and it's really juicy inside. And it's that nice. sounds good. It's yeah, it turned out really good because I smoked a turkey last year. I'm going to smoke a turkey again this year. So brining and smoking, you think, is the best way to cook a turkey? That's the best turkey that I've had. Yeah, yeah, and the best turkey you've ever had is your own turkey. Yeah, that's a good. The good thing to say. The good thing to be able to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I like I like uh, I like a roast turkey, but it's always dry. You know, my mom my mom used to to make um, Thanksgiving the the way I was taught how to make Thanksgiving dinner that that my grandparents did and my mom did was the Reynolds oven bags. Yeah, and you put it in That's the oven bag, it. <laughs> and it made a nice crispy outside and stuff. But the smoker, all of that crispiness is everywhere on the outside of the bird. And it doesn't get soggy bottom. And everything is so you like cut into it and it's just like juices flow out of it. It's really, really, really tender and juicy and good. Yeah. Even the leftovers were juicy. Okay. Wow. Making my mouth water. Yeah. And we just had sushi. I hope I actually and a donut. cooked it. Cooked it. I didn't even make donut. Well, I mean, if you got your turkey, <laughs> if you got your turkey medium rare, then that's probably even better. <laughs> that's that would be way juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we eat chickens and turkeys medium rare? Uh, because salmonella, right? Yeah. But but <clears throat> what I mean is like, why do we care? They're not good. Like, have you ever eaten raw chicken or raw raw poultry? Yeah, I think Blake's had raw chicken a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, it's it's rather it's rather chewy. It is, it is. It's rather chewy, so it's like a rubber band. A I, little bit. I cooked uh, fettuccine alfredo second year of college, and I noticed while I started eating it, like a chicken alfredo, um, the chicken was raw, like raw, and I was too lazy to put it back. Like how did you cook it? Was it? Was I like it, I diced it and then I put it in the in the frying pan. See, that's not the time I was thinking of. 
Oh, you're thinking of the hot wings. I'm thinking of the hot wings. Yeah. See, but nobody see, told you that was raw. See, that was on you guys. Well, I couldn't see. It was dark. You can taste. You can feel. No. There were several people that night that said, yeah, I knew it was raw. I just didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here and mine were fine. Because I picked from like uh, the sides where it was like right against right. the side of the Dutch oven. Um, and I was there enjoying my wings. And everybody there, I guess, just wanted salmonella because they wanted to eat it. So that's that's why I think medium rare hot wings. See, I would have said, hey, uh, Blake, these are kind of fucking raw. That's what I want someone to say. If I serve you raw food, I, don't, I want you to say, Blake... This is raw food. <laughs> like, are these supposed to be like this? My 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 feelings are not so fragile that if I serve you, everyone's like, food. I wonder what recipe Blake uses. <laughs> he says that until someone calls him out, and then he's gonna be fuck you. <laughs> Take your plate and throw it across the room up against the wall. Well, because I'm sitting there, you know, you get a certain satisfaction by feeding people. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, if there's something wrong, I want to know so I can mm-hmm. I can remedy it and and make it better yeah and i was the host and i was like i'm i am nourishing these people and they seem to be enjoying it and then someone says oh yeah it was raw it's it's an awful blow to your ego it really is but see here's the thing that i didn't feel as bad because this was on them (laughs) the people that said it was raw they like finished the wing like they like they saw it was raw and they finished it so like i don't feel bad about that if you take a bite into something and it's raw and you like set it down, you don't tell anyone that's something. But if you take a bite into something that's raw and you finish it and then you don't tell anybody. Did they? It must have been good. Did they have any problems with it? No. I mean, nobody got sick, so I think right? the, I the, hope not. I don't think so. The The hotness of the hot wings probably killed everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got scared because Anais' friend was in town for a, for a concert. And so I was like, it was like a few days after and I was like, uh-oh, what if I gave him salmonella and I ruined his weekend? <laughs> I would feel so bad. Yeah. Nah, just shit it out. You'll be fine. Yeah, as long as like you go to the concert with a porta potty with you. No, just put on a diaper. Actually, there were times where I've thought about wearing a diaper at certain work events, um, specifically pool cleaning, um, because sometimes I feel like I need it. <laughs> this is dinner with a movie. I'm one of your hosts. Blake, and I'm joined by Brandon, and we're joined by Jose. And this week we talked about crank to crank high voltage crank two. <laughs> how many how much notes do you have, Brandon? Uh, page and three quarters. Okay, because I was That's trying probably to- longer than the script was. So <laughs> I was no trying. To- <laughs> I was trying to write notes on this, and I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything to really talk about except like, really? I don't know. Like, really? You couldn't. <laughs> aside from like, oh, this happened and this happened, you know. But we'll get into it. Um, we ate sushi from Sam's Club, courtesy of Brandon. Yeah, it was. It was uh, pleasantly okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't bad. And wasn't then, bad. Uh, which is what? Um, damn, I don't know the guy's name. Uh, who? Which one? Chev? Not Chev. Um, in the strip club. Randy? Is it? No, not Randy. It's I, the line that the guy says to the other guy. Some, oh God, the guy and the other guy. Timmy and Tommy. We're in a Timmy and Tommy. You're situation. talking about uh, dumb laugh guy and tattoo face guy. Yes. I don't... Yeah, the guy oh, the, says the Johnny Vang. 
Johnny Vang is tattoo guy, right? Right. And Chico. Oh no, no, he's he's, a, he's dumb laugh guy. Yeah, he's dumb laugh guy. Yeah. yeah. So who's Chico? Chico. Yeah, he says he mentioned sushi to Johnny Vang, and Johnny Vang yeah. says, "No, I'm Chinese. That's Japanese." Yeah. Um. So we ate sushi, and then he cuts the guy's elbow off. Yes. <laughs> um, With a machete. Yeah. For some reason. I think that that was good. I like it when he cut his own nipples off. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. Um, and then we also ate uh, glazed donuts, which <clears throat> the cops are always there. Are, many cops are seen having donuts, and uh, and then uh, then uh, Chelios has a donut in the car when he's getting away from the strip club, which I thought was a bagel at first because it was so flaky. It looked yeah, like, it was it was a glazed. It donut. looked like the because he was in the cup car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's I got it from Pink Box, not sponsored. It's a glazed donut. Yeah, I got to eat mine later. Yeah. You can eat it right now. We could wait and listen. I'm not, not going to choke down. A, <laughs> uh, I have uh, very little water. Yeah. So this was my pick. Um, it's a hell of a pick. <laughs> this is my welcome to Whoop Whoop. <laughs> I, think, this, yeah. I, I think you outdid welcome to Whoop Whoop. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really excited to talk about this. I really um, think you outdid it. <laughs> so Crank 2, I watched this one time before, <laughs> just once. And <laughs> I hadn't seen the first one before when I watched this. Uh, so that's why I put it in two first, because I hadn't seen the first one when I watched this for the first time. So uh, I had to make you guys watch it first. But Jose and I did watch it this weekend. You watched? Last weekend. Crank 1. Crank 1? Um, I think this is significantly better than Crank One. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> uh, 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 okay. Better than bad is not that much. Like <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> I think they're both equal. I, I think I'm I'm excited to talk about this because I'm ready to really fight for this movie. Because uh, the reason I picked this is because I I actually think this is a fantastic movie, and I I will fight to the death about how much I love this movie. And so uh, because I watched it the first time and I enjoyed it. And then I enjoyed it the second time. So, uh, yes, I love this movie. And Brandon. <laughs> you are ruining our credibility before we even get to the 100th episode. I didn't watch this until yesterday. <laughs> Were you dreading it, Brandon? I was. <laughs> what did you know beforehand about this? Um, I knew it wasn't going to be a wonderful film. Like it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to move me emotionally. It wasn't going to just, you know, it, it just wasn't Coco. I knew it wasn't going to be Coco. Sure. No right? one ever said it was. No, no one ever said it was. No one, no one promised me that it would be, but I mean, I did expect a little more from it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Were you thinking Blake picked this? It must have something in here. <laughs> no, no, because because we've talked about it enough over over the course of the past. Uh, How long it's been in the jar? A year, yeah, a year over a year. Um, that I knew that it was um, it was going to be something that I would want to turn off. And go do something else. And I actually did. You did do that. Yeah. Did you finish it? I did. Okay. I did finish it. Okay. I did finish it. I actually went back and rewatched some of the first part of it. I cut it off at 35 minutes in. 
to go get in and out with my brother and the family. And then I came back. See, that's why, that's why your experience was tainted. You know? And then I rewound it um, because there was something that I wanted to write down that was in my head the entire time. And I was like, that can't possibly be fucking right. I know it's not fucking right. So I had to rewind it, find the line of dialogue in the 35 minutes that I had watched previously. And then I just started watching it from then on again. So I did watch the first part of it over and over again, a couple times. And yeah. And I do stop and rewind and I watch it with, you know, you do, you do your typical brand. I do research. my typical Brandon watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, but yeah, I was, I wasn't pleasantly surprised at all. <laughs> okay. Jose, Jose, how do you feel? Um, I've seen this at some point before. I, it, I, I was telling you the other day, Blake, this gives me big, like, my dad picked out the most random Redbox movie, and we he just put it on one day when my mom wasn't home yet. <laughs> and we were too young to watch it with him, but we did. And you made it through the sex scene. Right. There's yeah. countless <laughs> movies that I've seen with my dad that I know I shouldn't have. Like, this is probably in the list with, like... Scarface? No. Scary Movie... <laughs> Oh, uh, scar- dirty, <laughs> dirty stuff. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, dude, dude, dude where's my car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piranha oh, 3D. Dude, where's my car isn't bad. Well, no, no, Is it's there? not bad. It's just a stoner comedy. Yeah. Um, but it like I, what I mean is I was too young to understand anything too, that was yeah, going on. Yeah, at in the a movie. certain age, you probably should mm-hmm. watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And so Harold and Krumar go to White Castle. We never watched that one. Oh no, we watched the second one. Escape, Guantanamo Escape Bay. Escape Guantanamo Bay, yeah. But yeah, this movie's in that list for me of movies that I would watch with my dad because he picked them strictly based off of the poster, not knowing anything about them. Like Jason Statham's in this, right? Let's let's do it. He probably recognized him from the transporter or something, yeah. and then put on the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is gonna be an action movie, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, and, then, and then it was it was an action plus some. Yeah, uh, we, yes. I've seen countless like. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal movies mm. that my dad just put on because they were in the movie and he knew them from the 80s. Neither of them would be in this type of movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched it once also. I fell asleep. Like I put it on last night. I fell asleep. I, I can't even tell you when. So I just rewatched the movie again today. But I, it... it I think I was just exhausted. <laughs> like, just from your day-to-day or from the movie? I think from day-to-day. Okay. And then I fell asleep halfway through the movie. I woke up. I was like, I have no, the fuck, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. And I just like, I was like, okay, I'm calling it a night. I'm going to finish the movie tomorrow. Well, I had no idea what the fuck was going on, and I was wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was able to follow it better because we watched the first one. Yes. Yeah. It that was because I had seen this the first time without seeing the first one, and then having us, us two watching the first one before this. Um, there's some fun callbacks, I think. Uh, well, see, I knew you guys were going to watch the first one, so I intentionally did not watch the first one. I think that's a good idea. So I have a lot of questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Within my notes, yeah, that we'll we'll get to them, but uh, yeah, that you might be able to answer because I, it would be in the first one. I wasn't strictly paying attention when we were watching; we were just kind of like talking or like whatever. But uh, I could probably answer them. Yeah. So maybe I can't, but we'll see. Um. Yeah. Uh, so you watched the movie. Oh, you watched Crank, but you didn't really pay attention to it. Oh, yeah. We were we were like kind of. Yeah. We were watching it, but we were hanging out. You know. Yeah. 
we were watching it mostly just laughing at the like the premise of it. Yeah. I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember it too much. I can't remember this movie too much. <laughs> this is a movie that goes in one ear and out the other, but I have a, I have feelings about it. Um, I thought you didn't smoke pot. Oh, I do. But I didn't like, when I watched this. But it might have made it more bearable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you give us your long line, Brandon? Okay. <clears throat> A seemingly supernatural man spends three months with Chinese gangsters and has his heart removed and replaced with an electronic heart three weeks before he wakes up and goes off to find where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And when you when you started the movie and you saw, did you kind of did you catch up pretty quick? You think? No, I was wondering what the <laughs> fuck is this. I think my third note was what the fuck is happening. <laughs> okay. See, I think Brandon's right. I think this beats Welcome to Whoop Whoop because at least we knew the plot for that movie. <laughs> yeah. This one starts kind of halfway through the plot of the first one. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> You're you are expected to it but you are and you aren't because I we'll get into it. I don't know. Um why don't you give us some fun facts, Jose? Uh yeah, I got some fun facts. Uh Crank High Voltage came out in 2009. It has a runtime of an hour and 36 minutes. It was directed and written by Mark Neville Dean, Neville Dine, and Brian Taylor. They also did the first crank. Looks like they also did uh, Gamer. Is that the you die in the game you die in real life? I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that might explain the video game shit. Yeah. They did Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Mm. Um. Then not much else. They they wrote it as well. Um. I don't know if they wrote that. They directed it though. Let me confirm. When you co-direct with someone, they just is the director's that, fee no split between both of you? I don't know. That's a good question. Like if they they would have a, a million dollars for a director and you wanted to co-direct with someone, would you get five and the other person get five? My guess is if you're... That probably happens sometimes, but if you're negotiating okay, maybe you just get like a slightly higher than that half and then you both get that. I don't know. I've never had a negotiated director salary on a feature film. Almost there, though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't ever want to direct again. Well, if they get Crank 3, we can maybe get you in there. I mean, we could probably make Crank 3 and have it be better than the first two. I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> okay, so the cinematographer is Brandon Trost. Um, he, he is a cinematographer on Bros, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, The Disaster Artist, uh, food fighter, food Fighters, uh, some Foo Fighter music videos. Um, he's worked with like Seth Rogen and them on like This is the End and uh, that sort of stuff. Um, so I could see him doing that. This kind of reminded me, yeah, this mm -hmm. is the end. The cinematography kind of reminded me of that. But bros, I was like, what? <laughs> it's a, it's funny. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, that, that, the comedy part of it probably, mm -hmm. it's a different, it's a different feel cinematically. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I haven't seen, but I am, I am excited to watch that. I thought you watched that. I thought you were excited for that. We were. We just never got around to it. Not mm. excited enough I to watch it I think yet. it might be on one of the, the Paramount services. Plus, maybe? Paramount, Paramount yeah. Plus, yeah. We loved the first one. We we both really wanted to watch it in the theaters, or the second one, um, but we never could. And then, because we were busy, 
and then it kind of came out and we kind of forgot. So I guess you're right. We weren't excited enough, but I hear this. There's a spoiler. I hear a shadow of the hedgehog tease at the end and I'm kind of like pumped for that. Who would have thought that they would have a sequel and teasing a third movie after like the shit show of the first trailer? I know. Yeah. They really like they came around and I, I think that was an advertiser ploy. I'm convinced that you was. You got your tinfoil hat got, on. That's like when people ask, like, what's the conspiracy theory you believe? I believe that. I don't think that was ever a real design. You think they deliberately put out a shitty looking Sonic? I think they did. Knowing to, that more people hype. would be invested in the movie because he looked bad. Yes. Because, like, I think they deliberately put out a bad one because when people would freak out, then they could put out a better one and then people would be like, oh my gosh, it stays in the conversation. I don't know. I don't think movie studios are smart enough to do that. But I also don't think movie studios are uh, good enough to redo the design. That's fair, too. So it could go halfway, you know? Maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Let's get into the character corner. I'm not going to... I'm bad at this one. I have most of the characters written down. Um, So we have Chev Chev Chelios. Yeah. That's our guy. Eva. Is this girl? Eve? I, I kept they say Eve. is they say Chev and they say Chev. Chev both. Chev. Yeah. Yeah. Could be both ways. I was I was confused. Um we have oh. Venus, who is a uh, Pedro <laughs> from Napoleon <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite. Um brought back in an incredible way. Uh so what you would not know in the context He's is Kalo's brother. Yeah. Um but um I guess you got Kalo it. died. Yeah, Kalo did die. Did you happen to watch and how Chev he dies? And Chev killed Kalo's brothers, uh, Kalo, Kalo's killers. You got that right. Yeah. All right. I got that from the movie. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I actually wrote it down here too. Um, They play the same role in both movies. Essentially, they both like, have Tourette's? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, They like conveniently find some piece of information for that like advances the plot. And that's essentially what their characters are there for. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I'm, I honestly, there are so many people in this movie. I can't. Uh, who is, I would say Dwight Yoakam, but I don't even know that you know who Dwight Yoakam is. Who is, uh, Chev's friend, the Chev's doctor. friend, Doc Cal, Doc, Doc, Dr. Charlie, Doctor. It's a distance. Doctor Kilometer. Uh, Close. Freedom units. Doctor Mile. Doctor Miles. Doc Miles. Yeah. Doc Miles. Okay. Uh, you said his assistant is uh, Dark Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny Vang is the um the triad guy who we b- believe has the heart. Yeah. Um. You say it was Carlos that was the uh uh the guy who cuts off the elbow? Um no, his name is uh Chico. Chico. Chico, okay. Um Rhea is the incredibly awful Asian stereotype as his sidekick at the first part. Yeah. Is this sidekicky? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poondong is Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else? Um, you said Ricky before. 
was it Ricky or Randy? Randy. Randy. That's the strip yeah. club guy. Yeah, but who is his girl? Eve. Eva. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say that? Mm-hmm. So Ricky is Eve's boyfriend slash pimp. Kind of. Yeah. Whatever. Who is the Asian boss in the limo? Kim. Yes. Kim. Don Kim. Don Kim. Okay. Don. Who is the Hispanic boss? El Huron? Yeah. The ferret. The ferret. And who's the reporter? Oh. The beginning. Mike. And halfway through. Chase. I don't think I'm going to get it. He's in the first one, too. Uh, fish. fish. Something fish. fish. Salmon. Fish Hellman. Fish Hellman. You're close. Okay. I don't know why he's in these movies. <laughs> why, why, why is John Delancey in these movies? Why because, is Q believe it in or not, these movies? Believe it or not, people enjoy this. <sighs> the cast were excited to be in this movie. They do seem like they I, like doing this movie. I do believe that. I do believe that. And that's why I gave it the rating I gave it. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, did I, anyone else? Um, El Huron's brother that's in the tank. Because he's from the first film. Correct? Yeah. Yes. But I don't remember his name. Verona. Verona. That's the last name. I'm not going to get it. Um, You said it. Instead of Randy, you said... Randy. When you're trying to guess Randy, you said the name. Ricky. Yep. Yeah. Ricky Verona. Okay. Yeah. That's Ricky's head. Okay. What are your questions, Brandon? Let's get those out of the way. Sure. Sure. Why is there video game stuff again? No idea. No idea. No idea. It's just there. It's just, is it in the first one? Yeah. yeah. It starts in the first one. Um, so it also, seems like they had this video game thing for, for what's it called? Gamer? So the, it could their, be. Their I don't know movie. if Gamer came out before or after this. I think it's after. But um, if I were to guess, it's because the structure of these movies is very action video gamey. It's, it's, not, it's not like... I would I would believe that um I watching the the video game graphics and then watching the movie I felt like this would be a good shooter game or a game like, kind of like uh um Grand Theft Auto. Mm -hmm. Well I think there is there is deliberately a lot of references to Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, the, there's it's it's very Grand Theft Auto to me, mm -hmm. and either either this could transition into the video game, or this should have been a video game, or they should have left the video game out of this stuff, yeah. Because it it just calls to mind, oh, this is just ripping off Grand Theft Auto, and that's what was going through my head. Mm -hmm. Like it put it, but it put it in my head with the video game reference right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I was like. Mm, I wasn't on board. Yeah. Interesting. It ruined it for me. Really? Yeah. So, I don't know. Because when I talk about this movie and why I enjoy this movie, um, knowing that it's like very deliberately referencing something or trying to be like something because the structure and the comedy is very Grand Theft Auto. Like, 
GTA San Andreas would use most of these jokes. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know how like that could ruin it because it's, it's not taking itself seriously. seriously it's in like any way. watching a video game when I could just be playing a fucking video game. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because, the, the, the humor in this is like the cuts and the editing and the, the, the speed of it where like a video game is much more, um, because if this was like a hardcore Henry, like I could see the I could see the case of being so a hardcore there, Henry. There might being. be there might there might be this this may be one of the ultimate movies that actually shows how old I am. Okay, right? Because I didn't find it funny. I didn't find any of the comedy within it funny. Um, I didn't, I didn't find it offensive. I didn't care enough about it to either find it offensive or funny. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just, it was, it, it felt like a movie made by guys that just wanted to put stuff in that adolescents wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, video games are cool right now. Let's put video game shit in this movie. That's, that's what, that's what adolescent males want to watch. Oh, you know what else would be cool if we got a bunch of porn people in here? Oh, you know what would be really cool is if he fucked Eve on the racetrack. Yeah, that that adolescence would really like that. And then we'll show a big horse dick as it crosses over with Eve, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's that's the thought process that that's what it feels like, and that's not funny to me because it has no. It's just it's just for adolescence. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I, I mean, it, it's fine, but it didn't. It didn't make me laugh. I didn't laugh once. Mm. Okay, I think where this falters for me is that the it's like the same beats as the first movie. Mm, I don't think so. I think I think this is an extreme version of the first movie, where the first movie was attempting a plot. This movie does not attempt a plot in in any way where like the beats aren't even like present. They're just, they're not even trying to do the same thing. Well, no, I I would disagree with that because there is, there is a plot that he's out to find his fucking heart. I mean, that's, that's good motivation. That's a good plot. That's a good follow through. Um, but he doesn't do it. Uh, uh, the doctor does. Right? This movie ends weird. Yeah. Like the prior, like the first one, that one makes sense. Like, yeah, he jumps up in the helicopter and he dies at the end of the movie. This one, he dies and isn't even located anywhere near where his heart is. Like the, what the plot, what we're being told the plot is in this movie, he doesn't even fulfill any of it. He just he has his own side adventure, while the while Doc as the finds the heart. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't like. Like I really don't like about the how this the movie handles the plot. He's not even the one who saves himself. It's like a side yeah. character that they're like, okay, this movie's gone on long enough for our budget. We need to end it here. Yeah, yeah. It it, it definitely went more into like uh, the plot was finishing the job of the first movie is how that ending was where he went after the other brothers. So it's like finishing that. And I guess finishing Venus's, uh, 
seek seeking of revenge. Right. Yeah. I I think what's funny to me about this movie is not the actual jokes. It's like the movie itself is funny. Mm-hmm. And I that was the same case for me with the first one. The what's funny isn't what they're saying. It's like the delivery itself is so chaotic that I I, I laugh. I think it's a it's funny. One thing the movie does for me is it it feels like the movie feels like for me that it's not a professional movie. It feels like something that college kids would just fucking do. Mm-hmm. Right. And that makes it a little, a little bit nostalgic for me because we did some weird fucking stupid shit that only college students would do. The thing that I get so much enjoyment out of this uh, is, is, Kind of to Jose's point, where it's not the jokes, it's the absurdity of everything all at once. Um, And it's the editing style where it's very much edited like an Eric Andre skit. And I feel like actually Eric Andre, I don't know when his show started, but the the sound effects, the the, uh, freeze frames, the zoom-ins are very similar, I think. And so that style of editing mixed in with the action um, really worked for me. It's stuff like as simple as when they were... Um, when he's asking for a jump for the first time and, uh, when he, (laughs) they still, they don't really know what's happening, but they're letting it happen. They're letting him attach the, everything to himself. There's a, there's like a crash zoom on the guy who, 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 uh, floors the car. Right. And, um, things like that were like, uh, zoom ins on people who are in like such an incredibly odd and weird situation, but they're acting like it's not, they're acting like. In this world, that is normal. Things like when he's having sex with her on the on the racetrack and everyone's and cheering. Everyone's cheering. Yeah. Things like that where it's so absurd and it's so stupid. I think that is hilarious. And the way that the movie like uh presents it in such like a nonchalant way, it does it does I'm I'll 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 uh I'll um I'll own it. It is entirely like uh, adolescent brain yeah. like this is stupid and I think it's I think it's so funny because I'm not looking at it and be like oh sex is funny and that's what's happening it's more like the combination of editing acting um, and writing to make everyone just act like it's normal um, all that together is so absurd that the whole point of like I said crank crank one is is satirizing action movies crank two is satirizing crank one so it's that times a hundred thousand every every second of this movie, where even him jumping down the the parking garage back and forth, back and forth is so stupid. <laughs> where, like every second of it, and and um, well, well, see, that's a fucking video game too. Sure, yeah, that's that's yeah, uh, I would do exactly that in Grand Theft Auto. That's Mario sixty four. Uh huh. He yeah, he does stuff that only yeah. a video game character could only do. Only a video game character and survive stuff that only a video game character could. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a reason um, people like enjoy like hardcore Henry in that way, where it's it's literally like a video game first person movie. But using like in this case, film editing, like I said, comedic editing like Eric Andre is something where it's like a full length GTA cutscene where it's like editing in that way. I think adds a lot of value to it as opposed to just like, I could play this myself. Um, there's angles, there's way that they're running with them that uh, I think are actually impressive. Like the filmmaking for the chasing scenes are all, or a lot of them are shot on rollerblades. So they they got these, they specifically purchased the right, like a uh, uh, camcorders 
uh, just because they were the perfect weight for the rollerblader to be able to run out for him with them and uh, do all the action scenes like right behind them and everything. And that stuff for me is like great. Um, so the aside from all like the stupid, um, incredibly like vulgar jokes, the actual uh, taking an action movie to a hundred in terms of the filmmaking styles really works for me because it's fun and it's like exciting, it's energetic, and um, that mixed with the absurdist humor of the movie um, takes this movie to a point where like I think it's an incredibly entertaining movie. Um, where I understand, I, I get why people would approach this and be like, this is dumb. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. I turned it off. Um, and I can see this movie is very sexist. It's very racist. It's very homophobic. It's like to the extent where like, I get if anyone wanted to turn it off just for that, but there's something of having that all in one that as ridiculous and awful as it is, I appreciate what it's doing. I appreciate that extent of vulgarity and I think it's funny in the way that it's framed. So all that together for me is like why this movie works so much for me. It it feels like an extended GTA like skit. Yeah. And I think to me, that's a positive. Um, because it's not in that never at any point does it take itself too seriously. And kind of like we were saying earlier, it definitely seems like they're enjoying making this and that comes across on the movie in the movie. Um, and I think it leans into what it knows it's doing, whether you like that or not, (laughs) that's a different like debate, but I think it, it knows exactly what it's doing and it leans into it. And I think that's good. I think that for for what it's trying to do, I think it does it. Now, give me more stuff you don't like about it because I well, feel like I'm in well, a better with, place with in that my mind. Said, I think it loses <laughs> it loses its way with the Godzilla type fight, and, and, it, and it kind of it kind of just it kind of goes downhill from there. Um, yeah, I also I like the kaiju fight. I'll say that, and I um, also I actually think it's a it's. It, it's it's, it's, uh, it's appropriate for this movie, right? But it's also a play but, on um, on uh, um, them saying that he's Japanese, where kaiju is a Japanese thing, and having that fight being with a <laughs> with a Chinese man is right. Um, right, a, a, is absurd. an extension of that joke, right? Yeah. Um, but why? Just because. Just because. Just for just for the absurdity. Just for the absurdity. Sometimes isn't enough. Right. I mean, if it's a film, just for the absurdity of it, just makes it just lose its way. Yeah. And right? I think that's why you like, get that. And then you're taken out of the movie again with the doctor reference, which is a reference from the previous movie mm-hmm. um, where the doctor's talking to the psychiatrist and he gets shot. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <clears throat> that skit within a skit of a movie is kind of like, okay, you you know exactly what's going to happen because you see the ricocheting bullet right. before. You just don't know when it's going to happen. And it just so happens to happen with another callback to where the bullet's ricocheting from in the same exact spots before it hits him in the head. So the editing there doesn't work. Um, it does whenever you consider, oh, it's just being absurd. Mm-hmm. 
right? But that can that can explain a lot of stuff, right? Oh, they're just being, you know, random, or they're just uh, being, you know, um, adding something new into this or whatever. They're just being silly. They're they're mocking their own own art, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but but yeah, like that scene with the doctor would have been funny if it showed it showed the ricocheting and then he was talking in the middle of a sentence sitting on the couch he got shot right and not not have him go all the way through it and stand up like i'm gonna go fuck fuck a girl or whatever he was saying and then go cut back to the ricocheting bullet and then have him get shot yeah right it it's like it's like mocking something that doesn't really necessarily have to be mocked because it's not funny when you mock it. It's, it's just, it was just lost. It just takes, takes you out of a story, but there's no real story at the end. It it felt like they were like, okay, we need to put something here. We need to put something here. We need something else here. And that's, it just feels haphazard. Yeah. It's it's disjointed because it's exactly like you said. It's like we had this skit in mind, and we'll throw it there, and we'll throw it there. Yeah. Um, where, so, it, so it really feels thrown together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, and that structure for me works. Um, going into this movie, that's kind of what I wanted out of it. So when I when I get exactly that, where it's just these dumb skits thrown together in that way, um, it fulfills what I wanted out of it, and so it works for me. I think that scene of the ricochet i think it's dumb that it has it twice and to me that makes it funny i agree it makes it funny that it's not even a different shot of the ricochet it's the exact same it's shot the exact same shot of the, the ricochet. ricochet and to me that was funny <laughs> that they just like okay let's just throw to this me, him here. getting shot in the head was funnier than the ricochet mm-hmm. but I would have liked to have had it sooner because it would have shortened the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess that's where my, my head goes to is what is this? And could it have been better? Could it have been delivered better? Could this have been written better? <laughs> um, and, and, and I feel let down kind of not, not that I wasted my time watching it, but I wanted to I wanted to be entertained whenever I watched this movie and I wasn't. And that's um that's kind of a letdown for me because I can usually find, you know, things in movies that I can, you know, I can connect with or that I think is funny, but it was just like, oh my God, not funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the the scene that I I watched it twice and it made me laugh both times was when Venus shows up to uh um on his motorbike, right? And all the cops have like a clear line of sight to shoot both of them, but they do nothing and they just stand there. It makes me laugh because of how absurd it is. I love the music that plays when he shows up and, right. they, and they're staring at each other. Yeah. Um and that made me laugh in the first movie too, when the cops could just just stood there and did mm-hmm. nothing. Um 
They would rather beat him with billy clubs than shoot him. Right. <laughs> when, that, when that happened, um, I, wrote it, I wrote it down because that was funny. Uh, after like he, he fights them back for a second, then they start beating him down. You hear a cop go like, oh, here we go, or like something like that. And then they start giving him the beat down where it's like they're excited to start start doing it. Yeah. Um, the full body Tourette's is something that... Uh, <laughs> The way the FBT appears on the screen to me is like straight out of like an adult swim skit in the way that it's the the graphics are. Mm -hmm. It's so stupid. But when he jumps out to stop um, Johnny Vang from leaving and he has his full body Tourette's moment there, I I can't help but die laughing in that scene. (laughs) It's so stupid. And I think that's indicative of, of my reaction to this movie. Or there's a scene where he's just banging his head on the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's in the background uh, doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's that stuff where I don't I can't help but love it. I don't know. It it, it just works for me. That that works for me too. Um Yeah, it, it it's so what doesn't work for me at all is the plot. Like you mm. said, there there's essentially the plot that it is there is very thin and not really well developed, but it's like the funny background things that are happening or, or they stick with the jokes. Like they have a, like the Tourette's is throughout the whole time that he's in the movie, right? They don't just do it once for the sake of the joke and Mm -hmm. then move on. They keep it consistent. And I think, I think you can get multiple laughs out of the same joke. And I think it does it well here. Um, and I don't have an issue with it because I know that's not how Tourette's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, his, the the way he acts at having Tourette's is such an absurd way of portraying the disease. I don't have an issue with it because I know it's just the most absurd thing that he's doing to get a laugh out of the audience. Hmm. And it works for me. Yeah. What what do you guys think if if uh, if this movie overall if it's like if its intent was on skit after skit of absurdity absurdity non connectedness what would have made that work for you if it was if that's the intent where it's like listen Brandon this movie it's not supposed to really make sense it's just stupid each skit is each skit do you think the only way that would work is if the skits were funny <laughs> is that the only way. <clears throat> Well, I mean, you you both find humor in in the movie. You both you both laughed and found parts of it funny. And <clears throat> just because I didn't think it was funny doesn't mean it's not funny. Um so <clears throat> what bothers me so much about the movie is I feel like it was poorly written. And Without without a, a through line, it feels like it's just relying on those those skits. I mean, it does progress. He does progress, but it just feels like it goes from one absurdity to another absurdity to another absurdity to where it's not really resolving anything. It's not really going anywhere. It's just, um, I mean, if, if you want to, if you want to compare it and what makes it work, 
watch a watch a Monty Python movie, right? Um, those work. I think because, that's interesting that you mentioned that, right? Because my sister watched that in her film studies class and said she hated it. A lot of Monty mm-hmm. Python is very crank too. <laughs> is very is very British. It's very. Um, uh, a lot of Americans don't get the humor. It's dry. Um, and some of it's just not fucking funny now, right? Because it's antiquated. Um, but yeah, I mean, John Waters movies, right? Um, a lot of them don't have that that through line and are very absurd and very strange and weird to watch. And what makes them good is that um, he really sells the absurdity. Mm-hmm. Like the absurdity is actually part of the movie, part of the characters, part of every single detail from beginning to end. Um, so if you don't have divine in the world's grossest person or the grossest person in, in Pittsburgh contest or whatever she's fucking doing, um, then you don't have her eating a freshly laid pile of dog shit at the end of the movie. Right. So, um, there's a connection in there. It's not just, Oh, here's this, or here's this guy winking his asshole at you. Like contortionist winking his asshole at you or, um, it, it all kind of flows. It all kind of works together to make, to make a whole movie. And with this, it kind of doesn't because there's not a whole movie here. There's bits and pieces of a movie. Mm-hmm. There's ways to fix it, but it's in the can and it's 11 years old. It's too late or however many years old it is 2009, right? It's yeah. 12 years old. More than that. 13. 13 years old. So, so you might, you might actually connect to this movie and you might get some references that I may not get or that may add to the humor to it. It doesn't make it less of a movie. Just doesn't make it my movie. Mm. Maybe it's just, I have the, so I have that's the, the long answer to your short question. I have the stinkier sense of humor. Perhaps. No, I, no stinky just, as in like a you know, fart and poopy. I have a fart and poopy sense of humor. I yeah. laugh at fart jokes. That's I laugh true. at shit jokes. Yeah. I make them all the time. Um, but it has to run in tandem with the story. And if it doesn't, then you're in trouble. Yeah, I think the difference there is is this movie's absurdity was written deliberately in spite of its plot, where I think the kind you're describing is movies that are absurd but written in in tandem with the plot, where yeah. it's this one would prefer not to have a plot, I believe. It would prefer to be able to structure these scenes without having to connect them. This is really just uh, the first movie did better in the box <clears throat> office than we thought it did. Let's make it as ridiculous as we can because right. we know someone's going to watch it. See, I would think... And we're going to probably make our money back if w- if, if not anything. Right. See, I, I kind of think it's... Because I haven't listened to interviews because I know there'd been a lot of interviews on Crank 2. Um, but I'd be curious to think if this was like... This was like the movie where like uh, Evil Dead 2 is to Evil Dead 1 where it's like, I made Evil Dead 1 because I knew it could get made. And then I made Evil Dead 2 because it's what I wanted to make. Right. Where I could see this being a movie where they said, we we made Crank 2 because that was a little bit more of like a serviceable action movie. And then, or Crank 1. And then we wanted to make Crank 2. This is what we really wanted to make. Something that is this absurd, this vulgar. 
um, which wouldn't have been greenlit immediately if it didn't have Jason Statham from the first movie as a sequel. I could see that being equally possible. Um, and which it, is probably because he had a lot of fun making the first one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he seemed like he had a lot of fun making this movie and yeah, I mean, I mean, this came out three years after and they got every actor back. Yeah. yeah. Like every yeah. actor from the first movie came back. <laughs> they had to have had fun doing it. If right. it wasn't fun, there's no way they're going to pay them great deals of money to come and do this movie. Yeah. Um. So, so I mean, that that's what it has good going for it, I think, is that sense of fun. The sense of fun is there. Right. But the movie is. Yeah. yeah. If it was about making the movie and if it was about the camaraderie of making the movie and the fun that they had making the movie, I think it would be an actual watchable movie. So the post credit scene was a little bit more up your alley than, than the exactly. movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I appreciated it. I watched it. I'm like, oh, okay, then now they're going to have stupid bloopers. But the bloopers actually showed them having fun. Yeah. Yeah. When he's, um, he's rubbing against, that's Lincoln Park singer, right? When yeah. He's rubbing up against, um, what's his name? Chester. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And he falls down and says, "I can't do this." <laughs> <Yeah. laughing. laughs> but he says, "That's on you, mate." <laughs> that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. That, that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed those things because that shows that shows that that uh, that fun behind the scenes. Yeah. And not all films are like that. Not even comedies. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it has that going for it. Oh, I just want to point out, I love the shot of the uh, the guy with the wheelbarrow during the... Um, yeah. The, <laughs> during the hump scene. Yeah, during the hump scene. But he's dancing. He's, the song they used, I thought was perfect. I love that. The, um, the guy wearing her shorts in the... In the <laughs> new scene oh, on, his on his head fucking kills me. <laughs> Who's that uh, new, the news actor? You said like, you don't know why he's in it. I don't I don't think I recognize him. He's Q from Star Trek. Uh oh, oh, okay. And Picard. Um That's funny. He's better in the first one, I think. There's that one shot of him like staring blankly. <laughs> That's good. How the heart works. Like sometimes he has a lot of energy. Um and then sometimes he can go for a long time without recharging, but then he just dies. And then sometimes he goes a short while and he has to recharge right away. So it, the heart doesn't make any sense. So See, I think I was just going to say in the first movie, he gets pumped full of like drugs mm-hmm. and they're trying to kill him. And the, the, his whole, like what he's trying to do in that movie is keep up his adrenaline because the adrenaline is inhibiting the drugs fr- um, from acting like the way so they're supposed to. Actually, the opposite of what actual biology is, but go ahead. But <laughs> that, that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to keep his adrenaline up to mm-hmm. block the drugs from killing him. Okay. And that worked more for me. See, no, even if it's not, even if it's not like, biologically true that worked for me more yeah than because in that movie he's like speeding around and deliberately crashing into things and it's doing like it's like a, a what's the speed it's like speed right yeah 
Um, he's trying to keep his heart rate up. Speed, but a human. Yeah. I see. I think that if you're describing the premises of Crank 1 and 2, the premise of Crank 1 sounds more fun because it's like he he has to keep doing stuff to keep his adrenaline up or it's like he has to find a source of electricity to keep himself going. That's like way, it, it's way less interesting um, than like, because the first, the premise of the first one is like, that's when you describe that premise, it's, you're basically literally describing a satire of an action movie where it's, this guy cannot keep going and living his life throughout this movie unless he has an action scene every now and then. Like it's right. that's making fun of you need to have all this action in a movie. So I think it works a lot better. Um the heart thing here seems so contrived. Yeah. It's it's random. That's it like random. a a uh gang lord wants his heart. <laughs> Because he heard that he survived the drugs from the first movie. I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was there just in time to pick him up when he fell off right. of the plane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I see, I see the essence of your question, Brandon. See, I think it, at the root, it's, it's an incorrect um, jumping off point. You're not supposed to think about it. You're not supposed to. Care. You're not supposed to think about. You're not supposed to think about the the main plot of the movie. <laughs> not supposed, yeah, you're not supposed to think about that. Oh, he he has to recharge the heart, but it's just random. Whenever, yeah. whenever. No, it absolutely is. Yeah. Um, and you're supposed to. I was gonna say they have the public sex scene in the first movie because he's trying to keep his adrenaline up. The friction excuse. The makes friction no excuse sense. is just written so in stupid. to have another public sex scene. To do the same one. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. To go more to your point earlier, it's very beat for beat similar in that way. Yeah. Yeah. They read. It, it's like we have a bigger budget this time. So instead of doing it in a crowd near a bus, we can do it at a racetrack. Like that's the jump and budget that they had between the two. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they still do the same location transition thing with the shitty google maps um wasn't there like when they were tasing his balls they uh uh no they were were they whacking him i can't remember but didn't they do like a close-up of the balls and then it went to the gps again in this movie in what i I don't remember a close-up of that i liked that and i can't even remember if it's real um you guys want to know my least favorite thing about this movie besides the racism <clears throat> oh, I thought you would like that. <laughs> no, Brandon. <laughs> is it not uh what's her name? Um what the fuck is her name? The oh, very stereotypical. Aria? Yeah. Oh, she's she's awful. the worst part of this she's movie for me. Horrible. <clears throat> I thought yeah, she Aria. was the funniest part. The <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is the fucking end shot before the credits where he's like on fire flipping off the camera. Um, that oh, and it's is really poorly done. The cringiest fucking bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Where I, it's like, I know how to fix the whole end. You take out that shot, right? You don't have him flipping off the camera. I don't, at the I don't end. have him. I don't have him catch on fire. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, when he's flipping off the camera, I I think that is like, ooh, that is bad. I think what's so dumb about him catching on fire is that he is surrounded by a pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he is on like, you can easily put himself out. Well, that's why I wrote that. 
a, a seemingly supernatural person because <laughs> yeah. he, he actually doesn't feel any pain at all throughout this whole thing. That's why they want his organs. Um, He's built different. Okay, the problem the problem with that. Did you say that that was your least favorite thing? Mm-hmm. Besides the racism mm-hmm. and the sexism. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had him for three months. It took them two months and a week to take his heart out and give it to Poondong. Yeah, I guess so. The, Which the, sounds like he just doesn't wash his dick, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the timeline doesn't make sense at all. No, I it was does confused. not make sense yeah. at all. Yeah. I think I think she actually said three months on accident and it was supposed to be three weeks. To me, it would be funnier at three weeks that he's only been gone for three weeks and she's already found some guy to replace him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Right? Three months? No. She had every right to move on with her life. Three weeks? Nah, you should have waited. There, there, there would be some tension in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so they had him for nine weeks before they took his heart out. But then after they took his heart out, they wanted to take all the rest of his organs and his peepee. Is there? I mean, maybe you just gotta wait. Maybe you just gotta wait for. Why the, couldn't the right they time? just do it all at the same time? I'm assuming um, if you can't you're have open, all those, you're in, open. those transplants at the same time. That whole like trying to catch him to get the rest of his organs makes like I think it's one of the weaker parts of the plot. Well, we want him alive, but we're all going to shoot fucking guns at him, beat him senseless and drag him behind the boat. But we want him alive. But they covered his they covered his his electric thing. Well, they don't want him alive. Well, they want him alive so that their uh, boss wants him alive. So that he he can can, watch him die. Yeah, yeah. So everybody wants him alive. Yeah. Everybody wants him alive. But they keep trying to kill him, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, what also doesn't make any sense is that nobody takes cover during any gunfight. (laughs) <laughs> They're all just standing out of the open shooting at each other. I think my well, favorite- not even not even the hose in the strip club. <laughs> no. But well, my favorite. So I love how they just pull out guns of their own and they start shooting in that same. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. Uh, I love how in a lot of the beginning of 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 uh, the firefights, the first to die is not one of the people who are in the actual firefight. Like when Rhea starts shooting at the uh, the mansion, she shoots a gardener. Right, <laughs> like that stuff. I, I think is so funny, um, and I think that happens in the strip club too a couple times. Where plenty of innocent people are shot in that when that oh instance. yeah there's there's yeah. a bartender or something that gets yeah, shot I think yeah. that's the first mm-hmm. yeah she gets and, shot and they show them all dying immediately like they're the first people to die, um, which you know it's it's just a it's a very subtle satire on action movies. Okay, so I'm I'm done defending this movie. I want to talk about the things that I really didn't like. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh. And I do want to talk about how awful the racism is in this movie. Like it's absurd. Um, the, but it's satire on racism. I, I see. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the uh, when I first watched it the first time, I didn't even. I don't know why I didn't know. It was, you know, it's whatever. It was years ago. Um, but 
like i i'm wondering like what in their minds was like the satire part of that because it's so mean-spirited it's so awful and horrible like there's there's plenty of like there's plenty of like racism and satire that like like uh i'm I'm not comparing this to blazing saddles but there's a lot of racism in blazing saddles that is funny the way that it's portrayed um so like the difference of um, that the the difference in that is because it's mocking the racism exactly so so the racist people in the town are the only way they're going to be saved is if the the black sheriff of the town is going to save them mm-hmm. come up with a way to save them and so they turn they they turn from being really racist and using the n word and calling him the n word over and over again to being sweet and giving them pies and and it shows it shows how people will change their color depending on the position that they're in so that's why it works so well Mm -hmm. in blazing saddles yeah absolutely agree not so much here no (laughs) no um and and i think uh it's because jason statham is is the racist one he's like the main character he's the main action guy and um he is normally the guy saying the the uh um the slurs to mainly the asian cast i think um and like there's one line i'm not gonna say it but holy shit like say it say it it. put it on on the twitter (laughs) <laughs> nope. <laughs> we'll, put it, we'll put it on the Twitter. That I think in 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 context of this movie, um, where I really think the satire part of it can break down pretty easily is like um when I'm looking at it in that way, it feels very it feels very um um like they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing with the with the action parts where being so stupid. But the way that the racism is 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 portrayed and written, they're not to me they're not um they're not they don't know what they're doing with that to me that's just like let's be racist like that's not the joke in this way where the like the cuts and the editing and the freeze frames and the crash zooms are a joke for action movies where like the writing is so far off that it threw me off like so many times in this movie um yeah yeah there's like one line where he asks Rhea what she's speaking Cantonese. Yeah. And I think just the fact that she has subtitles is, uh, is offensive. Yes. Yeah. Where she's, you could easily understand her. You you can easily understand that she's just speaking English in a thick accent. Mm -hmm. Not even really all that thick. No, No, not really all that thick, but like the joke is that it's thick, right? It's broken. The fact that she has subtitles is offensive (laughs) when she's just speaking English. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've raised this point before where movies have done this to us in the past, given us, given us, uh, uh, subtitles on, on, on a person yeah, I where they weren't before. needed. And I, and I made a, I threw a fucking fit about it. I think, think I've done this before. I swear. I swear we've watched a movie of that. And I, and I, and I went on a soapbox about it. Yeah, because I because I found it ra- extremely racist in that in that film because it wasn't needed. Um, maybe it's needed for old white people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it might be. Like they had a test audience and they were all like, "I don't know what he's saying. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what Rhea's saying. You need to put subtitles." <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe maybe the producer said, I, I'm, I'm not sure I know what she's saying there. <laughs> but but still, I mean, even without without subtitles, I think I think it's easily. Yeah. You can easily distinguish what she's saying. Absolutely. But her lines are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Her lines are hilarious. Her, well, her lines about the bodyguard are funny to me. Yeah. Like where she's calling him... Uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah. That, ma- that made me laugh. I like that. What did she say to, to Venus where, when he says, like, tell all the girls I said hi? And she says, like... Oh, what did she say after that? Fuck. I can't remember. Disregard what I said. I can't remember. Was she was she in the first one? No. No. No, she's no. not. So she knew Venus previously before this movie started. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking in my head that there was something from the last movie where she knew. I mean, we she don't knew even, the brother and she knew. We don't even know Venus. We need a Venus and Rhea spinoff uh, movie. I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. Is it just called Full Body Tourette's? Is that the name of the movie? <laughs> Venus, yeah. Venus, Venus and Rhea go to Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Then you could be really fucking racist. <laughs> as long as it's racist towards Italians, it's okay. <laughs> With a bunch of beeping the poopies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though. You could go Mamma Mia Gabagool, like, and people yeah. laugh, laugh with the fits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that just really bothered me. And for like a movie that I do actually really appreciate the comedy and the action, um, it it is a major major like turnoff for actually like uh, ever like uh, um, recommending this movie to anybody. The the sex stuff I think is like it's it's up to the person, but like um, the the sex stuff to me is silly. Yeah, yeah. The the porn blocking the street mm-hmm. with the the uh, a porn blockade just silly yeah yeah it th- i think that's more Do you like know, did you know any of the people in there besides run jeremy no no so i knew either. uh what's his name manning i wrote his name down i thought i wrote his name down yeah nick manning he's the drop and loads guy so i knew him i knew who he dropping was. loads on your wages or something no like that? whenever he whenever he ejaculates he goes dropping loads <laughs> yeah and that's why he was saying that Jesus. in the in the film mm-hmm. um but i didn't know any of the women no, I, didn't I didn't know either. if any of the women were actual my guess is they are but i i, didn't I mean i couldn't tell yeah. i couldn't tell you i don't watch porn yeah. with women <laughs> 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 I used to go to the porn convention here in town. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that yeah. called? It was on the AVN. Um, um, yeah. 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 Uh, I used to used to go to that. It was it ran um, alongside CES in the same fucking building, mm. and we used to get tickets and go to that every year. I think it was on the second of January. We should do a a podcast episode there. Yeah, we'll get some guests. We'll get some guest stars. I'm not gonna watch a porn and porno review <laughs> a porn. A three and a half hour porn with a plot. <laughs> with a plot, yeah, better plot than Craig too. <laughs> there are some porn. There's some porn with plot. Oh yeah, I mean they they had a lot. Um, turn of the turn of the century. I'd say the best ones have a plot. In Pe- my opinion. people like plots. Yeah, yeah. You want mm-hmm. you want to be able to attach a story to what's happening. Yeah. Uh, which I think is why you didn't like Crank too. Yeah. The only reason. 
No. <laughs> I also really didn't like, I, I didn't see the point of him having like a flashback to him as a child. Where like, there's no, if that's the most, that's the, that's the part of the movie that it feels like they're trying to say something, but it doesn't attack. It doesn't connect to anything else. Like if, if he ever like brought up like him being a kid ever in either movie, then maybe it would work or something about his mom or something uh-huh. like that. But he never it's does. just yeah. random and unnecessary. Yeah. Where I think like, we need know. this movie to be over an hour and 30 minutes. So we need to put something in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I, what it I, that's felt like. That's the only that's, reason that's that you what, have the behind the scene shit in the credits to, to pad this movie's runtime. Is that yeah? actually the movie like ends at one twenty five? Oh, and without, Without the kid scene, without the the Kaiju Godzilla scene. fight Kaiju. Yeah. scene, without um, the other one that I said, the doctor and psychiatrist scene, now you only have an hour. Yeah. I love Jason Satham's mask in the Kaiju scene. <laughs> I love it. Brandon's right, though. You cut that out of the movie. This is like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you get people walking in with only, you know, a 65, 70 minute movie and then they get mad mm-hmm. because they paid to see nothing. I yeah. want more 60, 75 minute movies. I want, I want watch, shorter movies. Watch, watch episodes of American Horror Story and, and, uh, uh, other series. See, but well, that's a TV stuff. show. Yeah, but it still has a beginning, middle, and end in every single. I mean, uh, fair. Um, that I I agree with you. I didn't give a shit about the the flashback scene. Yeah, it was just odd. And then right after, it's just him in the water. Yeah, like there was no. Yeah, there was no no reason to have that. It didn't even look like he was thinking about it ever. I no, because he was just screaming, mm-hmm. being dragged by the boat, being waterboarded, being pissed on. Yeah. Which he's pissing in the water. Yeah, he's not gonna so feel. Yeah, he's not getting any it's nothing. But the whole time his mouth was open. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and that guy had it. I mean, you mentioned the nipples getting cut off, but man, what a scene! What an iconic that, scene. That was actually <laughs> that was actually a very like uncomfortable kind of. Scene. I could see how it could be uncomfortable for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the look on his face when he says the other one. Because he thinks he's done and his face is just, <laughs> it's just surprised. For some reason, I remembered him saying like cut off a third thing and an even more surprised face. But I, I think I just like filled that in with my memory. Um, I probably dreamt it. I probably dreamt it. Yeah. I watched this and I thought, oh, what if he had a third nipple and he had to cut the third <laughs> nipple? <off?" laughs> what if he had to circumcise himself? Uh, that's, that's Yeah. I was thinking about that. Oof. That's the next step. Yeah. That is the next step. Don't film me. <laughs> well what else what else yeah, don't what you else? like uh, what else don't I like hmm <coughs> um he's just reading texts now I have notes oh well I have to make sure I don't really write anything else down there <coughs> that I didn't nope. like um but do you have any more questions Brandon yeah no Okay. No, they've been they've been answered. Thoroughly answered, and he thinks the movie's better for it. I really think this movie could have done the same freaking reuse the 
adrenaline drug thing and it would have been just fine. Like you could have yeah. done and you could have probably done more things with it than the than the having to like find electricity to charge himself up. Yeah. I don't think yeah, I don't think any I, I think the jumper cable bit is funny, especially that crash zoom when he's like give me some juice and he and he pushes it then. But I don't think any of like the oh he goes into it like on a transformer and he like grabs it and he gets shot off by it. like I don't think any of that is is particularly like funny. Um I I I can see how absurd it is from going from different sources of electricity, different voltage, different amperage, different everything about everything he uses is different. Shot collar I like. And having that actually work um the same way every single time. Um if if it if it there's a way to make it work. And they didn't use it. Right. Um, Jason Satham's acting during the shock collar <laughs> is just fucking absurd. <laughs> With barking. The and- barking. And- <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. And he says, come on, come on, get your friend to, get your friend to push it. Get and then your he slaps. To push it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. And then yeah. uh, the cops later say, "Like, why did what's why do you have the collar on?" <laughs> yeah, there's like the whole like him tasing himself in the nuts mm-hmm. makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just so he could get a shot of him tasing himself in the balls. Right. Yeah. 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 And then I mean, the one tase shock got him up to where he could fight off all the cops. Yeah. And then get away. Right? So why is he... And then he tases himself like so many times in the car getting away and then by the end of the car ride, he's fading out again. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's what I mean by it doesn't make any sense. Why would he be unpowered just by driving a car? It just it just happens. But but then, you know, he's going to stick his finger in in the the 12 volt <laughs> cigarette lighter and be able to, you know, survive the crash and and not get shot when everybody's shooting at him. Um it's just yeah, it's really And then there's the whole ambulance scene where they yeah. conveniently have the battery that he yeah, needs that he yeah. needs for his heart. <laughs> yeah. Which looks completely different than the first one. Right. Oh, you were right, though. In the first movie, when they uh, when they use the defibrillators on him, you were like, that's where they got the idea for Crank 2. Uh-huh. That's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. They're like, what if he had to do that, but every time? <laughs> Electricity every time. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you- Even that's a similar beat. Him going to an ambulance mm-hmm. hospital and taking... Asking them for something. Asking them for something while somebody is dying. Yeah. The same yeah. thing happened in the first movie. <laughs> Only in this time, it's someone that he shot. <laughs> yeah, he put him there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I think about it, the only things that aren't repeated in the fir- repetitions from the first movie are the stuff that could be cut that are padding the runtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to know how I'd make this movie better? No, because you, Tell didn't, us. you didn't like my Time Traveler's wife, wife. Rewrite. Okay, but I didn't because either. that was ass. <laughs> I'm oh, huh? 
I'm going to get on you guys about that for the rest of your lives. I don't fight back that much on your guys' Okay, this rewrites. will be my last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, Brandon? What What was your rewrite? So, Ricky, Ricky, right? Ricky. Ricky is in the tank. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they just cut off Chev's head and for Ricky? And to, use the... For Ricky to use the body. Yeah, that would be a good. That's why they would need him alive. That's why they would need him unharmed. That's why he would need to be brought to the house. That's why it gives a reason why, an actual reason why, I'm going to take your life. And then the end, instead of him catching fire, would be um, El Haran chopping his head off, right? And then, uh, uh, but uh, Venus gets El Haran, right? And then the doctor shows up with the heart. So now the doctor has to put his head on and his heart back in. Mm. So we're not mm. sure if he's going to make it or not. And then and then he opens his eyes at the end. That would be so much better. I like that. Because now it now it creates a reason for them to get a hold of him, to bring him, to get him there, to... For, for Ricky to have a body to for him, to bring him alive again and get him out of the tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good 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 idea. My rewrite is you just take uh what's the Pung Pung Dong what's Pung Dong? Pung Dong, yeah. Just take him out of the movie. The heart was stolen for Ricky. Well Pung Dong Pung Dong would have to be caught and then taken to uh, Catalina Island to the mansion and there everything's all together. So I mean, inside the mansion, too, so know. inside the mansion there, uh, Doc, uh, Doc Miles is actually doing all of the stuff. The mansion. Right do you know why I think I don't like that scene? Because it really seems like they were pushing their budget by filming there. Mm. The rest of the movie really seems like it's filmed around LA and they're like, we need to pay a lot to film at this mansion. Let's make sure that we've minimized the number of scenes here. Yeah. That's what that's what I think my issue with that. Well, final they only scene filmed is. outside, right? Did they only film outside? Well, I mean, other than scenes we think are inside previously right. where he cuts off his nipples and where Chico cuts off his nipples. Um but they didn't outside, go in. The no, they're outside of the mansion the yeah. whole time. At the end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That might be a resort or something. Mm. So yeah, part of me really thinks like it's they're minimizing the number of scenes. It could be one of the producers' houses. (laughs) (laughs) That yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think aside from Rhea shooting the gardener, yeah, the ending is pretty is pretty weak. (laughs) Other than that, I do like that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, the ending just kind of falls flat, and I I I wish there was, I wish there was a a line that goes all the way through it. Like oh, he's out for his heart, and he's going to find his heart. Oh shit. You know, the all is lost moment is Johnny doesn't have his heart. Now, where does he fucking go? Um, one thing I really hate about movies like this is that it's just convenient that the next person that he's going to meet knows exactly where he needs to go. You know, so we got um, uh, Rhea saying that Johnny's at the strip club and then we get the host stripper in the back seat with Eve 
saying, oh no, Johnny, Johnny's going to go to the racetrack. So he's on his way to the racetrack. And then Venus just so happens to, to get Tourette's and crash and wreck right across the street from the racetrack. You know, it's just so convenient. That one was funny to me. (laughs) The crash that they're at the, or the racetrack, that one made me laugh. It's um, so strange. Because you can see in the previous shot that they're not there. And the next shot is a completely different location. And to me, it was funny mm. the way that was edited. The other ones, yeah, I'll I'll agree it's too convenient. But the but the crash, the racetrack, I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can talk any last stuff, then we can move on to quotes. I've said all I want to say. I think I hit on all of my all every single thing. Yeah. Um, what does Don Kim says that Venus has the gay condition? Is that in reference to his Tourette syndrome or his sexuality? His sexuality. But they kick him out for having Tourette's. I think they would I think it's just a Bad joke. But he didn't seem overly, he didn't seem gay to me. I know. It, I it, I think it, it, to me, it makes more sense because uh, 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 his brother is, is very much like a gay stereotype in the previous movie. So mm-hmm. that kind of, I think that was just like, as a sequel, it was just like a, uh, what's, what's her movie? Just like a transitive thing to venus and i mm-hmm. think that's just i think it's just a bad joke i don't think it's really like oh okay it yeah it doesn't mean anything yeah because i i don't i don't at least that wouldn't make sense to me for yeah, them to refer to Tourette's as a gay condition um because i didn't i didn't think i didn't think he was overly gay and since i didn't watch the first movie i didn't know um what's the name kylo yeah halo i didn't know his character at all and they yeah. make no reference to his sexuality in this movie. So it was like... I'm yeah, I think it's just implied because he hangs out with the same group at the same bar. And... Uh, <clears throat> yeah. The black guys at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The black gay guys. The S&M guys. Yeah. That come and save the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's what? It's like a purple mohawk? Is that what it was? Or like a red mohawk? Red mohawk, I He's think. styling. Yeah. I like his style. Stylish guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing more menacing than a bunch of black gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> All in leather. Yeah. S&M black gay guys. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to quotes then. Okay. Okay. I guess I could start us off. Um, I'm going to say Doc Miles's quote when he's talking to Chev. He says, Chev, I'm a certified heart surgeon. Well, I was. I lost my license after I fucked up my ex-wife vaginal rejuvenation procedure in our basement. That's irrelevant right now. The point is, if you get a hold of your heart, I'm reasonably sure I can put it back in for you. <laughs> and so is the vagina connected to the heart somehow? Or something? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way he lost his surgery, you know? I mean, his uh, his license. Okay. <laughs> What about you, Brent? Um, mine is a Rhea quote, actually, two of them, uh, back to back. Um, this dude, my Kevin Costner, he's going to beat you off. And then later she says, you ask for it, he gonna tap your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jose? Um, I also like uh, when Rhea says, 
you're my shiny lunchbox because <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck that means. But I just think it's a funny, like, wait, a, a funny term of endearment, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's I, in the strip club. I think she has some really good lines that are delivered very well. Yeah, I agree. Stereotypical and racist, although. They but are. her delivery is is pretty, pretty top notch. Yeah. Um, I give this movie nine seconds later out of ten. <laughs> I give this movie two bodyguard references out of two. I give this movie one out of two Pedros. <laughs> <laughs> the way Pedro dies in the first one is like <laughs> he gets he gets killed. You know how in the limo he holds up the guy and he takes an excessive amount of bullets? Yeah. So they do the same thing with, with, with Pedro, uh, but yeah, in the first movie. But he's like on a rolly chair, isn't he? And mm-hmm. he's like pushing him towards the guy that's shooting him and Pedro's just getting completely <laughs> riddled with bullets. Yeah. All right, let's go on to real reviews. We'll start with you, Brandon. I give this movie two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I will never want to watch this movie ever again <laughs> for any reason whatsoever. Um, My actual review that I, I wrote is I hated this film. <laughs> the only thing that I found redeeming about the film in any way was the bloopers during the credits, not because the movie was over, but because it seemed like they were having fun making it. The film isn't about making it though. And it was a giant stinker of a turd. <laughs> <laughs> so I was honest in my review. <laughs> All right, Jose, what about you? Uh, I'll give this four out of 10. <laughs> Um, I think it has its moments. I think it's, I think this movie is very reminiscent of the time it came out. It's, it's, it's an early two thousands movie. Um, I don't think I would ever tell anybody to watch this, (laughs) but like, I'd probably like if I ever had cable again and it was just playing on the TV, I'd like watch it. Um, I, I think I like the first one better. Okay. I think I like Crank 1 better, which knocks this down a few points for me. Because I think if we had just seen this and I we hadn't watched the first Crank before it, I might have given this a higher score. But this really just feels like a lot of the same beats as the first movie and not as well done. So, 4 out of 10. Okay. Blake? <laughs> He's going to say it's a 10 out of 10 for him. <laughs> I had it down. So it might have. <laughs> okay. So there were times when I was watching this movie. Um, and, okay. So I, I, I know we shouldn't have to feel like we need to really justify ourselves here because this is a movie that it's hard to defend. But it's a movie that I, I, I don't know, despite everything I said that about it, that it really, like, really is awful. Is an awful movie, but I love this movie. It's so stupid. That's okay. You um, can love it. You can love it. Nobody's <laughs> hating on you for loving this movie. I know. I know. Um, but y- you know, it feels like it sometimes. Uh, there were times in this movie where I thought, this is a 10. This movie's a <laughs> fucking 10. But I wrote down a 7. And I think in our discussion, I, I would land like a 6.5-ish. I'm going to give this movie a seven. I'm going to stay where I was. I'm giving this sure, movie a seven out of 10. You deserve to give it a seven. Um, 
I, I, it's, there's a lot about it, especially the racism that it's completely indefensible. And it's, it's like I said, that's the stuff that makes it really tough to, tough to recommend it to somebody. Um, but I think the filmmaking of the action is, it's, it's like crank one. It's very similar, but it's definitely dialed up in this where I really, really like the angles used, the complete like absurdity and, um, disorganization of everything. The camera's always moving. It's always like, super weird low wide angle or it's like there's a shot where, he, where the first time he gets juiced up it's right above him and it's zooming in and out on his on the top of yeah. his head like, <laughs> i don't know shots like that where i'm watching it and i just like i get so absorbed in it and i just really appreciate like that side of this movie and on top of that i know you said you didn't find any of this funny but there's so many times where i am dying laughing in this movie when the crowd is is cheering to them having sex on the on the on the field when the the wheelbarrow guy is gyrating with them um when he when uh pedro has full body tourettes when uh he's trying to stop johnny vang it's just so stupid and i think it's so funny um maybe anyone listening to this would be like blank <laughs> you know <laughs> something where it's like this is an opinion sometimes i might keep to myself but i love this movie uh it's awful seven out of ten it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for watching this with me. I'm sorry hey, you didn't you hated it so much. <laughs> what What are we watching next week, Blake? I'm glad I didn't put Crank One in the jar because I would then, have preferred Crank One. But what I'm saying is, I would have put Crank Two, so I would have put you guys through Crank two times. Fair. So perhaps that was that was not the preference. Okay, so this is going to come out next week. So we want to do one movie and then three Christmas movies. Do we want to? Do yeah. we want to do the Christmas movie thing again this year? Yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought we were going to. Sorry, I was yeah. looking down at the at the calendar on my phone. Okay. Then I'll pick one, and then after that, we can do our three so Christmas. We have picks. the sixth, thirteenth, and twentieth when we record. So are those good for Christmas movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we can do okay. our one hundredth episode after that. I think. Uh didn't we say we're doing it at the, the week after the new year 27th and it'll come out after the new year yeah okay i thought we were recording in the new year i'm glad i'm glad we're having our our production meeting during the actual podcast so people <laughs> well there, i'd like to point out i gave this movie the same score as the shining so <laughs> kyle is listening to this okay <laughs> I don't think Kyle's ever coming back after after <laughs> you gave The Shining and Crank Two the exact same. Well, who knows? He might he might love Crank Two. He might agree with you. Oh, there's no chance. Uh, next week's movie is Vice. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, this is one of my movies. Um, I saw this in theaters. This is a uh, Adam McKay, right? I really enjoy his movies. I know this wasn't as well received as the big short, but I really enjoyed it. And I, and I'm sorry, Brandon, I really enjoyed it for Christian Bale's performance. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> but I think he does a he does a phenomenal job. It's a very Adam McKay movie. Um but I think it's good. And I think it has a lot to talk about and and Steve Carell is in it pre- and he's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great in it. Yeah. I so. love Steve Carell in this. All yeah, right. I know I've seen it before. I just can't remember it. Yeah, Tiff and I saw it in the theater. I remember we liked it. Uh, well, all right. Next week, um, no crank too, so it's a you can breathe easy, Brandon. Wait, well, instead of crank, we have another vice. 
Ah! <laughs> Dad jokes. <laughs>